save. I trust that you've all been digging deep wells the last few days. Um, thankful for that powerful word Sunday morning from our pastor. Uh, love and cherish him. Let's always be in prayer for him and his family as uh, he navigates and leads this congregation. Amen. Um, I don't. I'm thankful that uh, God always, thankfully, gives me a, a number of messages stored away for the appropriate time and. And I'm thankful for that because you never know when he's going to ask you to deliver that. Um, but tonight I'm going to be obedient to what um, he is putting on my heart to do. And I don't really have a, uh, a title or a scripture that I'm going to reference tonight. Uh, we may get there, depending. But um, I'm just going to share what God has been speaking to me. And what he spoke to me today, um, because we're in we're in an interesting time, amen. Tree life is in an interesting time. The world and the nation are in an interesting time. And you know, my best prayers are my silent prayers when I'm not saying anything, and I'm just listening. And God has a lot to say right now. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things in this world and in this nation. A lot of noise. A lot of noise. But God is speaking. And if you listen, he'll speak to you. And he's going to give you direction. And I, I, I suspect that a lot of us are in the same place of feeling some heaviness. Right, we've got brother, sis, uh, brother Tyreek and sister um, Ashton and baby Noah. Heavy on our hearts. And thank you for carrying that with them because some of the heaviness that you're carrying is relieving some of the heaviness that they would otherwise be carrying. That's what the church body does. It relieves some of that burden. Your prayers and you carrying a little bit of that heaviness that God will put on you is helping to relieve them on some of what they would be carrying. Brother Jonathan and, and, and Sister Kim Morales, um, dire situation. Um, Brother Rodriguez today had breathing issues and has gone into the hospital. Sister Giselle, who is a huge part, a huge blessing to, uh, to Arbol de Vida. Um, Sister Rachel Bohannon has gone home. She's recovering. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Curtis Buckmiller is back to work. So God is moving. And, and although this pestilence is, is the biggest fight that most of these things are, are, are happening, um, God has control over that. He has name, has authority over any virus. Doesn't mean that we don't use wisdom and we don't want to tempt God, but he has, I can assure you, authority over any virus. Our bishop, Bishop Buller, is has gone under hospice care. And, you know, I, I can only speak for myself, but there's thousands of people that can testify to our bishop. The earliest memories I have uh, of life, not just church, but of life, are 
brother and sister Buller ministering to me and, and my family. And even the years that I was away from God and from church, when I saw or when somebody would be in the hospital or when there was a need and, and the Bullers would show up, you just had this sense of peace. So we continue to pray for Bishop Buller, Sister Buller, Sister Kim and the family as they are in and this time, and they just need comfort. But in all these situations, God God is moving. And um, I'll say that, you know, Sunday morning when, when I woke up and as I was getting ready and, and I got the message for urgent prayer for baby Noah, um, I shared this with some of the musicians in the prayer room at, at the church. But the entire drive from my home, the 30-minute commute, whatever it is, uh, the entire drive was, it was a complicated conversation with God. And when I say that, it's not complicated to him. Nothing is complicated to him. It was complicated to me because I'm asking a lot of whys and, and whats and why is this happening or what can we do. But he has all of that, and, and he has the answers to all of that. But I'll say this, when I pulled on to that long, winding lot back to the, the church building, all of those that heaviness shifted, and it came to me, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And God just gave that assurance of, I've got all of this. Be glad, and I'm glad that we can do this. We can come together in a church in this day and time where who knows what, you know, tomorrow holds or what, whatever the case may be. I have, I have no idea. We have no idea should the Lord tarry for another day or another hundred years. I have no idea what it is, but there's a lot of, go a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I don't know. Somebody can fact check me on this, but every time that I think, okay, it's not going to get much crazier, I, I, I believe I saw today that. Uh, the Congress de defunded like a billion dollars or something that goes to Israel for the Iron Drone uh, or the Iron Dome that protects them from, from missile attacks. I, I don't know what, what the situation is there. I, I'm not sure. But the point is um, we are feeling uh, a major stress. And where does that leave uh, the body? Where does that leave tree life? And and. and I didn't know Sunday morning when I was having those feelings and those questions that I'd be ministering tonight. But I believe between Monday and, and tonight, um, God has, has given me a few answers on some of that that are specific for Tree of Life Church. And, and again, I'm just going to ask you quickly to just pray with me because um, I'm just following the unction of the Lord tonight. And he wants to speak to this body, this congregation, right here. And I have no doubt that he's doing it to others. But he's wanting to speak uh, to us tonight and give us some comfort. So can we just ask that God speak to us, open our hearts, Lord. I, I just thank you and I praise you. And I lift and exalt your name in this place, God. You are the way, the truth, and the life, God. The beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. There is nothing next to you, God, nothing above you, God. And right now, Lord God, you are, you are calling your people, and I praise you and I thank you, and I just ask that you help us to receive tonight um, 
what you want to say. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. I, I know I missed a need or two. Um, and we're going to continue praying for all those. And, and, and it, what's been amazing these last few weeks, really, is just to see the resolve that God is giving the people in these stressful situations. Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton, when I, when I talk to Brother Tyreek, it, 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 I'm amazed at, and I, I don't know, I can't imagine your, 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 your infant and what they're going through. And his resolve and his comfort and his peace is coming from your prayers, Tree of Life. The, their resolve is coming from your prayers. And, and it astounds me to, to talk to him and, and feel his peace that's coming off of him and the situation that they're going through and to see what we always hear of the comforter and I turn my eyes to the hill from which my help comes from, to see all the things that we preach about and that we stand for and live for, but to see it in action, um, to stand and look at this person that, that it's happening to and to see them actually doing it is amazing. And, and Brother Jonathan, and he's going to need to give this testimony himself because the, the many lengthy conversations I've had with him over the last few weeks are, are astounding uh, me. And I believe what's going on with him is a true microcosm of what God is doing with Tree Life Church. When you talk to him and you hear him just saying the things that God is revealing to him, the understanding that, that God is opening up to him, when he says things like, I can't imagine not going through this. I would never have learned the things that God is showing me right now if I wasn't going through what I'm going through right now. And, and I'm, he's, he's expressing the things that God is revealing to him. And I'm talking about, talk about deep wells. The pastor preached about, we're talking about some deep, deep wells. And some things that he's saying God is showing me. He's releasing me from this stronghold, and he's releasing me from this bondage that I had that I didn't even know. I'm not even talking about sinful things that we usually relate to strongholds and bondages, but deep things, personality things, things that are in us that we inherit through, you know, generations. The ways that we respond to things, the way that we treat people, the way that we act, the, the way that we just live our day-to-day -day lives. And he's telling me these things that God has has shown him and released from him. And he's like, they would never have happened if it wasn't for what I'm going through and for what God is doing with me right now. And, and I believe that God is stretching us, Tree of Life. He's stretching this congregation right now. And again, I know he is others, but Tree of Life Church, this is what God is putting on my heart and showing me. He is stretching us because to take us where he wants to take us, we're going to have to be prepared for that. And things that Jonathan is, is learning and others are learning right now, you know what? They can happen at altar calls. They can happen in, in powerful services. They can happen in powerful moves of God. But usually those deep, deep things uh, don't happen just like that. Now, maybe if you're submitted to God and, and a powerful prayer life and you're coming to an altar and getting blessed week after week and weeping at an altar? Absolutely. But there's a lot of times, too, that it takes despair. It takes being stretched. 
And I don't know what the result of any of these needs are going to be. I pray and believe we're going to see baby Noah and hear his testimony. I pray and believe that we're going to see Sister Kim and her newborn and, and, and John, the five-year-old, sitting in church. God has control over these things. I believe that with everything in me. Because he's a mighty God. And he has brought them to this place. And, and he has brought Tree of Life to this place. And, 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 but it, it takes sometimes. The, the closest I was ever, I've ever been to God was in the, the most desolate time of my life. And that was when, that was what pushed me to coming back to God and coming back to church. And I'll, I'll tell people sometimes that that was the closest I've ever been to God at my most desperate time in my life. And although I would not want to go back and, and relive that and, and be in that time in my life because it was a lot of destruction, a lot of, a lot of despair, but I have never felt closer to God than at that moment when I could just feel him in everything, reading the word and just understanding. Every message meant something to me. Every song on the radio spoke to me. Everything was just in tune with God. And that's where he's calling us to be right now, Tree of Life. Whether we're in those situations that we're praying for or not, he's calling us to dig deep wells like we heard about. He's pulling us and stretching us. At, at men's conference, Pastor Tom Ellis opened Saturday morning with a, a, a great message. And he talked about Israel. And as God was expanding their land, and he named a lot of ites, you know, hisites, parasites, on down the line, whatever the case was. But the point that he was making was every time God was wanting to increase them, he took them to one of these new battles, one of these new, one of these new uh, adversaries to stand up against and, and, and challenge them to stand up there and face that adversary at that moment. And, and the point was, God didn't just give them all of the land at once. He took them through battle after battle after adversary after adversary. Because they weren't going to be able to handle all of this land at once. And, and I got news for you, Tree Life. We are praying that God expand our territory. And I hope you're on board with that. Because this message of healing of nations is what we are wanting to take throughout this nation. And when we're praying to expand that territory, there's going to come some stretching and some pulling and some things that we're going to have to pray through. We're going to have to wait on the Lord. And right now we are, we are at a time of waiting on the Lord in these moments. Brother Seth Holston, Sister Kim Holston, what a thing that's happened and that, that they're going through right now. With being told, Brother Seth's grandmother has passed away to the next day saying she's still breathing. We talked about this. The message went out. She's passed away. They unplugged everything from her. They, they took her off every respirator, everything. And said, it's, it's over. And the message went out. Please hold them up in prayer. She, she's passed away. And then you get a, a phone call from the doctor that says, 
your mother's still breathing. We don't know what's going to happen there. We, 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 we don't know. But like me and Brother Seth talked about before the service, God is doing something. He's doing something. And whether she's back in her home in a week or he takes her, we don't know what communication is going on with God and her right now. If she's interceding for something right now. If she's being used for a testimony for something right now. We have no idea, but I've never heard of that. I'm talking to Brother Seth on the phone, and we're trying to, you know, encourage and pray with him. And 30 seconds after I hang up, I get word that they just called and said she's breathing on her own. They took her off the respirator that was helping her to breathe. And less than, I don't know, several hours later, she's breathing on her own. We don't know what God's doing. But again, Tree Life God is calling us. He's brought us to this moment. And, and let me just say, we are, this, you know, it's not just now happening. If you, if you really look at where we've been, and I'm not going to go back that far. I'm just going to go back a few years when we launched the campaign. Um, what a time, what a height that was. We were having powerful services. God was moving in, in, in a mighty way, and, and we were seeing great things. And, and then that leads to the, the, the uh, process of getting the approval and, and the things that came with that, the prayer, the challenges that we were up against. Some of you know, some of you don't. And then we hit this virus. And then now we're at a time where, okay, when things might be happening, we're displaced from our, our main building. And, and um, thank God for the graciousness of Grace Point and Pastor Sizemore. But we are in a unique time. But here we are. Here you are. Lifting up all of these needs in prayer. And, and I hope you're with me tonight. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just speaking tonight about what God's doing. And I'm getting ready to, to, to share something that God showed me today. But he has brought us to this moment. And again, we don't know what, what tomorrow holds. Um, but he is doing something with Tree of Life Church. You, you can be assured of that. And we are going to pray, continue to pray for every one of these needs and wait on you, Jesus. We're going to wait on you, Jesus. But in, in these last few days, I, I did feel God kind of speaking to me about some of those questions from Sunday. I'm just going to share where, where he led me today, actually, to 2 Kings. And what's going on in, in this 2 Kings, really, chapter 18 and, and 19. And, and what's happening in this moment is uh, the king of Assyria, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name, um, but he's attacking uh, Judah and has King Hezekiah. And it gets to this point where they have overtaken the fortified cities. And this king of Assyria is challenging King Hezekiah and calling out God, mocking God, mocking the holy God. And he's telling King Hezekiah, I'm going to destroy everything. I am going to take over everything. And it gets, you know, to this point where 
strong, or they have taken over these fortified cities, and, and, and he's bearing down on King Hezekiah, and King Hezekiah gets desperate, obviously, right? We're desperate right now for a move of God. We're desperate for an answer of God. We're desperate for the body of Christ to be touched by God and, and, and us to understand some things. But it gets to a point where the way Hezekiah, Hezekiah reaches out to Isaiah, and the way he describes it is he's sending this message to to Isaiah, and he's saying, um, if this, we've reached this moment of despair. And the way he describes it is a, a, a mother giving uh, birth, and the child is in the birth canal, but the mother does not have the strength to push the baby out. And I've never experienced that. I've heard many, many stories of women, women, wives yelling at their husbands in those moments, and, and I've not experienced my, my wife, uh, Liz, is, is due in a few months, praise God. And, and even right now, just seeing the, the complications that she has with just simple things and, and moving around and doing regular, you know, things that we all just do, getting out of a car easily or whatever it may be. And when I kind of joke about it, she just, the term has come up, you try it. <laughs> And um, I, I just laugh and say, you know, uh, praise God, thank you, and, and, and I'm going to support you. Um, but that's the point, that's, that's where um, Hezekiah has reached this point, and, and he's reaching out for an answer, and, and he seeks and sends this message to Isaiah. And this is just, you know, there may be, come a time when the, the rest of these chapters is elaborated on, but... This is one part that really stood out to me. And this is one of Isaiah's responses. He said, when King Hezekiah's servants came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, tell your master this. This is what the Lord has said. Don't be afraid. Because of the things you have heard, because of the Assyrian king's officers have insulted me. Look. I will take control of his mind. He will receive a report and return to his own land. I will cut him down with a sword in his own land. That was the response. And, and I don't know about you all, but sometimes when I'm looking around right now and I'm wondering, well, what's going on and where's the church going and what's happening? That spoke to me today. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. God's going to take care of these adversaries. It doesn't matter what's going on in, in this nation. It doesn't matter what's going on in Israel. It doesn't matter what's going on and in, 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 in throughout this world and what, the, what Antichrist is doing because we know who wins in the end. It's not Antichrist. Spoiler alert. It's not Antichrist. Jesus Christ will reign. And we can take comfort and we got to hold our heads up high and walk knowing that we have that authority we have that authority. Greater is he that is in me, that is in you, than he that is in the world. So when we stand up against these things, when these things are presented to you, wherever it may be, we need to be strong in the Lord. And know just what Isaiah said. Don't be afraid. It goes on, and the interactions between the king of Assyria and King Hezekiah continue. And the king of Assyria sends back another letter. And, and King Hezekiah takes this letter, and he puts it on an altar, and he prays over it. 
and he prays over it. And it continues now to, to get back to Isaiah, and Isaiah, Isaiah continues to give some communication to King Hezekiah. And I'm going to jump up here, and this is what really stood out and what God showed me, that this is where he wants and has tree life. Verse 30 says, those who remain in Judah will take root in the ground and bear fruit. And then it goes on to say, for a remnant will leave Jerusalem. Survivors will come out of Mount Zion. The zeal of the Lord of heaven's armies will accomplish this. So this is what the Lord has said about the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city, nor will he shoot an arrow here. He will not attack it with his shield carrying warriors, nor will he build siege, works against it. He will go back the way he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord. Amen. That's where we are, church. We can take comfort in knowing that we, right now, just need to take root. Tree life, we need to, we need to get rooted. And I'll say this. I have learned, thank you, this is a praying church. This is a praying church. From ladies' prayer to men's prayer, family prayer, pre-service prayer, which when we get back in our building, amen, let's be in pre-service prayer. Every opportunity, but this is a praying church. This is a, com a compassionate church. I can't tell you how many times Brother Tyreek, Sister Ashton, Brother Jonathan, and others have said, I feel the prayers. Thanks, thanking us, thanking you all for the gift cards, for the visits, for the food, for everything that you're doing to lift those burdens off. We're already there, but God is saying, it's time to take root. He is, he is calling some people out of, of congregations that are where false doctrines are rising. He's calling people out of the world. And he's looking for a place to send those people to. He's calling people from every, every part of the earth. And saying, I've got to send them somewhere. And he's saying, tree of life, take root. Take root and be that bastion that they can come to. Everyone here tonight or that's going to listen or watch, take root in what we're doing. And as much as we're doing, we can do more. When Brother Jonathan is telling me that what he's learned is more than he would have ever learned elsewhere. And one experience that he had was leaving the room to see Sister Kim. He got on an elevator and noticed a gentleman that was in tears. And where he said he would maybe normally have said, hey, how you doing? And just kind of left it at that. He started talking to this man and, and, and opened up. And it came to a point where he started to witness to him and said, can I pray for you? And he said, please pray for me. And he's going through a similar situation. And, and there's an open opportunity there now. We don't know where God's going to take this opportunity, but there is a relationship that has been formed. Numbers have been exchanged. Messages are going back and forth. And the point is, as Jonathan said himself, I don't know that I would have done that before. So Tree of Life, I know that we do those things, but God is saying, dig deeper. Like we heard Sunday, can you, can you dig deeper? Because what I want to do and where I want to bring people in these crazy times, because it certainly doesn't appear that anything is going to get any easier or anything's going to get any lighter. I don't know. Jesus' name, it does. But the point is, he's saying, I'm stretching. I'm calling. There's a remnant that's going to need, that, that, that's being called out. Tree life, that's us. We have to be 
in, in prayer. We're a praying church, but we got to be in more prayer. Prayer is the one thing that, that, that can help us to be instant in any moment, in any season, in any situation. It is seeking first the kingdom of God. And if there was one thing that I was going to name tonight, it would be prayer, your greatest weapon. And, and, I, and, and that's where we, we can dig deeper. A lot of people say, I want, I want to be used. I, I want to be used in the church. I want to be used of God. I want to have something that I can do. And amen. Praise God. And, and, and as the church grows, more opportunities will rise. But the truth is, those opportunities are out there every moment of every day. And I can assure you one thing. If you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, your gifts will make room for themselves. You don't have to wait on anybody to give you a position, a title, a pulpit, or anything else. Your gifts will make room for you. God will elevate you. God will increase your territory. And that is what he is calling Tree of Life to do. We have a powerful pastor, powerful preacher. That's why he's asked to preach all over the place. But we can't be, let it be what, what, what we're giving and what we're being fed go from the pulpit to the pew to the altar. And then somewhere between the altar and the door left behind. It can't stay in these side walls. And I'm so thankful for our powerful messages, our powerful preaching, our powerful word, our powerful praise and worship. When we're doing our pogo stick jumps or dancing and running the aisles or whatever it is, lifting up holy hands or just kneeling and, and crying or coming to an altar and praying, the things that we're doing, th those are awesome, powerful things of God. And we need to do those. We need to continue to do those every service. We need to come in here and get refreshed. But we got to take this out there. And I, I'm not saying we got to go stand on a corner. God is saying, tree of life, just make yourselves available. Dig deep for me. Get rooted for me because you don't know when the instance, when the opportunity is going to arise. I've said before, the seek ye first the the kingdom of God and his righteousness has changed for years for me. It's the, it's the scripture that I grabbed hold to when I first came back to God and to church. And at first it was, okay, I'm going to get those great things, the great house, the great car, the, all, all that, and maybe this great job, whatever it may be. And then it started to change a little bit, and then it started to change again, and it, it aligned up with God. It aligned up with his heart. And then as, as I was feeling and being called into ministry, it became... Don't seek first your, your ministry or your calling or your title or your position or anything like that because the kingdom is much bigger than that. It's much bigger than, than any of us individually, but together the body of Christ is how we operate. So I don't want to ever be walking to the pulpit or walking into a meeting and passing someone in, in the church that is possibly seemingly distraught and say, why I don't have time to... Talk to them right now. I need to get to this meeting or get to the pulpit. That's the kingdom of God right there. There may be somebody at the gas pump tomorrow in the restaurant, in, in, in the shopping mall, whatever it may be. And if we are deeply invested in prayer, 
we will be sensitive to those things. God is calling tree life. Dig deeper. Be sensitive to it. And, 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 you know, talking to Jonathan, another thing that came to mind is the, the, the boldness of some personalities and then the meekness. Prayer allows those things. How does boldness and meekness, how do they find a common ground? Through prayer, through God, through being submitted to him. He will use your boldness and your meekness and, and, and even those things out and balance those things. It's up to us to be ready to do that. It's up to us to take, pastor can't do it all. We're blessed. And, and it's kind of like, you know, when if you're on a team or in a program, whatever it may be, and you have this one superstar or whatever on the team, um, you know that uh, everybody can say, well, you know, I, you know, some of the other Chicago Bulls could have set back. Sorry, young people, I'm going back to the Jordan days. That's, that's where I'm at still in my head. But they could have all sat back and said, Michael, take it over. And then if they didn't play, it wouldn't have worked. It did t and, and, and he would tell you. It took the whole team. It took those people doing their part. So pastor can preach anybody to an altar. But if we are, if we are out there, and if we are being tree alive, if we are the healer of nations, if we are being the healing of nations, if we are being those leaves, then we can get them in here and let pastor preach them to the pulpit. So whether it's Bible studies or just deeper prayer, because I, I know that prayer closets aren't as full as they used to be. I, I'm not picking on anybody. Mine's not, mine's not where it needs to be, right? Life is different than it used to be. Technology, speed of life, everything that's going on, they're not. So, but God is saying, you know what? You can get there. When you tune into me and tune out this world, I'll take you there. Stop thinking that you have to be the one that gets yourself into that spiritual positioning to give you this favor or to give you this anointing to be able to lay hands and pray on, uh, over somebody and see them be healed. Or, or, or see yourself be able to give somebody a word of encouragement that will change the trajectory of their life. Stop thinking that you have to get there. You don't have to get there. It's simply submission and prayer to God and being willing, being a, a willing vessel to say, Lord, use me how you will today. Because we only have a few hours a week in, in the church building. The rest of the time, God is saying, get rooted, tree alive. Because I'm bringing people. Are you ready? Are you ready to expand your territory, tree alive? Are you ready to expand? God is saying, I'll, I'll, I will help you get there. You just got to unplug from some of the things that you're plugged into. And say, all right, God, I'm going to plug into you a little bit more each day. And, and we need to continue to respond to altar calls. Respond to the unction that God gives you in a service to say, go lay hands on your brother or your sister. Respond to that unction to send someone a text or make a phone call to someone. They may desperately be waiting for someone to reach out. That's how we heal the nations, tree alive. It's not just all on our pastor. You've been called to this place at this time in this hour. A desperate, the world is looking for something real. They're so desperate. They're clinging on to craziness. 
and politicians from whatever party. It doesn't even matter. It's crazy to put our hope into those things. Things of the world, they're going to crumble. They're going to fall. But tree of life, God is saying, get rooted, tree of life. Get rooted for what I want to bring. I'm trying to get a remnant that as this world is destructing, as the walls of Judah are caving in, He's saying, I've got people there that if they stay rooted, I'm going to take care of them. If they'll stay rooted, I'll give them a harvest. If they stay rooted, I'm going to provide for them. That's what it says all through this chapter. If they stay rooted, I'll take care of them. God's going to take care of you, tree of life. God is going to take care of tree of life. He is with you. He is hearing your prayers. He's calling on prayer warriors right now. He's calling on you to pray. He's calling on you to seek his face. He gave me two specific prayer warriors today. Sister Linda Williams, Brother Terry, if you can tell her, God is hearing her prayers. He is hearing her prayers. Sister Chris Rodriguez, God is hearing your prayers. As you are battling this virus right now, and your husband is in the hospital battling this virus right now, God is hearing your prayers. He is hearing the prayers of prayer warriors, sincere prayer warriors, not people casually praying, not people casually coming to church and saying, yeah, I might go to the altar for a minute, or I'm going to just jump into this conversation. we got to start taking church in this moment. This isn't just come and go. We're not there anymore. If you're looking around, if you're tuned in to anything that's going on, God is saying, it's, I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm calling people to get deeper in their walk. I can remember early, service, early services, Brother John, in my life where, my goodness, the holy rollers, the things that would happen, the things that took place, the stories that I've heard of seeing. My aunt tells the story of seeing a, a service down on Vine Street where the Holy Ghost was just moving in this mighty way. And, and a woman was dancing with those big old high heels, whatever, how many of her inches those things were. But saw her heel go right into somebody that was laying on the ground, passed out in the spirit, right into their neck. Move on dancing, and the person on the ground never flinched, didn't have a mark on them. Those are the things God is calling us to. I'm not saying you all got to dance, we got to dance. Brother Jared, Brother Jamie, we got plenty of dancers and runners. Thank you guys for doing that. If you're comfortable with raising your hands, lift up holy hands. But when we come into a service, Tree of Life, we're coming into the presence of God. Let's not take it casually. And I don't think you are. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand anything I'm saying tonight. I'm just saying that God showed me that we've got to get even more rooted. How can we do that? By letting him use us. How can we do that? By praying. How can we do that? By submitting to him. We submit to him, the devil will flee. We submit to him, the strongholds in your life drop. We submit to him, the pressures of life, the cares of life go away. We submit to him, prayers are answered. We submit to him, provision is given. That's what he does. And he's saying, tree of life. I'm calling you tree of life. I've called you to this place. I've called you to this congregation. 
I've called you for this time. Jesus, Jesus. That's the word of God calling you tree of life. That's the word of God calling you tree of life. Healer of nations. Are you ready to do the work? Are you ready, tree of life? to dig deeper, to get rooted. A shallow root system won't survive. A deep root system will survive. It will be a remnant that God calls and says, here's who I can trust. Here's where I can bring some people to. Are you ready to plow? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to witness? Are you ready to cast aside personal aspirations and, and personal desires and plans and, 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 and things that, that you desire for your, for your own self that God may still very well give you? In Jesus' name. I've said this before. I am a firm believer in prosperity gospel. That is not the prosperity of me financially or anything like that. But the prospering of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because his gospel is going to prosper. Make no mistake. Read the book. His gospel is going to prosper. I just want to get in the good old gospel ship. And prosper with it. And I don't know when and how and what he's going to do with the situations that we know that are in need of. But I know he's going to do something. And right now, we're waiting on you, Jesus. But while we wait, we learn and we grow. When you hear Brother Jonathan's testimony, you're going to hear about his growth. When, when we hear these other testimonies that come from this, you're going to hear about the growth and the deep, the deep things that only God can do. Only God can do. We can't even identify these things sometimes. I have no idea. We're so complex and the way our minds operate and the way our emotions go up and down and situations, whatever it may be. I may be one way today and tomorrow Liz may look at me and say, what happened to the guy yesterday? Because that was a lot more fun. It really, we don't know, but God does. And sometimes those things that are inside of us that I can't pinpoint and I can't say, how do I even change this? No matter who I go to, whatever therapist I want to go to, to, to have it changed, they can't do it. God is the only one that can pierce that deep. Right now, he's, he's, he's asking you, tree of life, can you get rooted? 
and open yourself up for that. Open yourself up for him to do those deep things, those deep things. Can we stand, and if the musicians would come, I, look, we've got needs to pray for, and I, I hope you have the time tonight to either find your way up here or from where you're at, take some moments, because I'm going to intercede for those needs again right now. And I'm going to intercede for Tree of Life Church. And, and I'm going to pray that God give us the strength. Um, and this isn't something that we need to carry out of here with a heavy heart. This is, what a promise. Did you hear the part where God says, don't be worried? Or the part where he says, they're not going to, no arrow is going to enter into your city. I'm going to stand onto that, baby Noah. I'm going to stand on that, Sister Kim, that no, no arrow is going to enter into this body of Christ, into Tree of Life Church. And I just ask that you, that you come forward or that you pray right now from there and, and that we intercede for those needs tonight and that we ask God to speak to those deep things in our heart to help us to understand what do I need to do next, Lord? As I, as I wait on you, God, what's the next opportunity that you're going to present to me? What's the next situation, God, that you are going to place right in front of me? What's the next thing, God, that you're going to give me the opportunity to change someone's life? What's the next conversation, God, that you're going to Put me in that I have no idea how I got in this conversation. How did I get into this conversation? Open yourselves up to what he may want to do with your next door neighbor, your coworker that you've sat next to for years and just casually said, I, you know what, I don't want to get into everything because I don't even like talking to them. Maybe God is saying, you know what, talk to them because they need me. Maybe it's that family member that you need to restore something with. Maybe it's a long lost friend that bridges were burned and God is saying, it's time. Can you get rooted? Because if you're going to be used for the healing of nations, he's saying, get that root system dug deep. You don't have to do, you don't have to force anything. As we wait on Jesus, as we wait on the Lord, he will put the situations in front of you. He will present to you those opportunities where you can say, here I am, Lord, go ahead and use me. Speak to me now and help me to know what to say, God, because my words aren't going to be good enough, but your words, God, are good enough. Lord, you speak. Let your Holy Spirit lead and guide me like he did Jonathan in that elevator because I don't know what to say, and I could mess it up. But, God, if I'm in tune with you, you'll make it happen.